Welcome to the MG Kitchen Podcast. This is where you're going to learn all about how to cook very simple food, very easily, very quickly, and with relatively simple ingredients. It's not going to be complicated. It's not going to be a nightmare. It's going to be something you can do for all the family. It's going to be something you're going to really enjoy, particularly in these difficult times. We're all locked down and we're having to find things to do around the house. Welcome to another sparkling edition of MG's Kitchen. Tonight, uh, we're going to be making some beef curry, and here's what you're going to need for the beef curry. Now, I've got a bit of an old tomato knocking around. I'm going to put that in there. I'm going to need an onion, some garlic, some ginger, some cashmere chilli powder, some turmeric, some garam masala. Um, all of those are Indian spices, of course. You're going to need some butter, some vegetable oil, uh, some beef, uh, which is diced. Grazing steak is what I'm using for that. Um, a bit of uh, beef stock. A bit of desiccated coconut, if you want. You don't have to use that, but I quite like it. Um, and some water, basically. You're going to cook this for about an hour, uh, possibly longer if you wish, because the longer, like I always say, the longer you cook this kind of thing, braise it, the slower and the better it tastes. It's absolutely brilliant stuff. Now, one of the things I do quite a bit when you're making curry is you make um, a mixture of vegetable oil and butter, which is a bit like, it sort of replicates ghee which of course most people don't have. You can buy ghee, but I've never actually cooked with it. So you take a reasonable hunk of butter, maybe about two tablespoons, cut it off, mix it in, just put it in the bowl alongside the vegetable oil. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna cook the actual uh, braising steak first before we put anything else in. Then we're gonna take it out of the pan and then put the onions and all the various different bits and pieces in there. But we're gonna cook the beef first because what it does, it kind of seals it and it seals it in the pan, which is always a good thing. You can put the salt in at this point as well. You can hear the sizzle of the butter. Very important not to let it burn, by the way. So, I've got about 400 grams here of the, um, of the beef. Just chopping it in there. As you can see, or as you can hear, not sure if we're ever going to film this uh, MG's Kitchen. Lots of people have been saying, why don't you do a cookbook and all of that? And it may well be, that's what I do. But we're not filming it just yet. So that's, you're going to cook that until it's brown, basically. And then you're going to take it out, give it a decent stir, so that it's well distributed around the pot. And you've got the, 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 the electric uh, hob on around four for this. Meanwhile, while that's happening, you're going to cook up some, I'm going to cut up rather some onion. You're going to cut up some um, garlic and a bit of ginger. Fresh ginger, always good for this kind of dish. And so you can always hear what is going. I've got quite a small onion here, but also the real lovely addition I make to every curry that I make, normally speaking, is this uh, garlic pickle that I made ages ago, which I stole or borrowed, should we say, from Mother India's cookbook. And I don't mind telling you that it is one of the great additions to any kind of curry. And you can keep it in the fridge, basically, because it's a pickle, it doesn't go off. And just use like a spoonful of it whenever you're cooking anything. And it just gives it the little lift that it needs. It really is quite remarkable. And this is gonna be one of these troublesome onions that doesn't want to peel. So when that happens, you know what I do? I just cut it in half, peel it the other way round and then that's a lot easier, there you go, see? You thought you had fooled me, but you have not. By the way, accompanying my cooking tonight is a drink which is neither wine nor beer. I might, I normally prefer beer with curry, but I'm actually having tonight a little bit of gin and grapefruit juice. 
just because it's a bit of a summery night, summer, summery drink, a bit of a cocktail-y type feel to it. There's no reason why you can't do that while you're cooking. Now I've, I've taken the skin off the onion, time to give this a little stir. And you just use a wooden sort of slatted spoon to cook it around. And when it when it's all when all of the meat is brown, so you take it out. Don't take it out before that, because otherwise that'll be too soon. Now some people would say you put more of a tin of tomatoes in this kind of a dish, but I don't do that. Here I am cutting up. You're going to chop the onion into quite small pieces again. All of the recipes that I'm suggesting you do are interchangeable and of course you don't have to follow them absolutely to the letter. If you wanted to leave, say, the onions quite large, so they're not really, really small, chopped small, you can do that if you want. Same goes with the garlic. Some people prefer to crush it, some people prefer to chop it quite small. I prefer to chop it quite small. But you know, Again, each to his own. So quite a lot of you sometimes on the recipe will say, oh, can I add this or can I add that? And the answer is yes, of course you can. It's a free country. Well, it used to be. <laughs> and you can put anything you want in any of the dishes that I recommend. My, my recommendations are simply a guide for you guys, you know, to give you some inspiration. I'm also going to be this week giving you a little recipe for garlic bread, which is so simple. You'll think, why is he even giving us a recipe for that? But let's give this another little stir. It's browning away nicely. Nearly done. And then you're going to take it out, put the onion in. And that's the first stage. Now while that's cooking away, I'll take another sip of the brandy. And I'm going to chop up some of the garlic. As I say, some people prefer rather just cutting it. And just put it in the garlic crusher. I just find that that's just another piece of equipment that you need to clean instead of just using a knife. And the garlic pretty much disintegrates anyway once it's cooked in the pot, you know. It's not as if it's difficult to do. You put a lot of garlic in this. I've got three cloves here, three quite fat cloves. So definitely over egg the garlic. You can never put too much garlic in curry because that's really what it's all about. So I've got almost as much garlic, I'd say about two thirds of as much garlic as I have onion. And you put the onion in first and let that cook around for about five minutes and then you add the garlic afterwards. You can hear me frying up this beef it's looking pretty brown now, so I'm going to take it out pretty soon and put it basically in um, a plate. And when you do that, take it off the heat because you want to keep some of the juices that are in the bottom of the pan. So that's quite important. So please remember to do that. In fact, I think it's time to remove it now. Now we've taken all of the meat out of the pan, so now we're going to put the onions back in instead. And you see that they are already starting to make a bit, bit of noise. Now what I'm going to do now is just cut up a bit of ginger. Again, some people like to grate the ginger, you can do that. But it's a kind of a faffy type of thing to do. So I quite often just chop it up into very small pieces. 
And again, just remember to put the ginger in after the garlic. So in the current moment, we are frying up the onions. You can stick a little bit of salt in at this point if you wish. I just try to use that uh, salt flakes, which are very good. No pepper on this one. So there's still a little bit of juice in the bottom of the pan, which is frying in nicely, rather nicely now. And you wait until the onion gets a little bit soft. And then you put the garlic, which looks really cool. Starts to smell really lovely at the moment as well. And once you've fried the onions and the garlic, put a little bit of the ginger in, and then you return the meat, along with whatever juices are on the plate, back into the pan. And this one you add all the spices, all the other bits and pieces. I'm going to chop one more garlic clove up. Just like I say, you can never have too much garlic in a, in a curry like this. Time for the ginger in a minute. A bit more garlic, which I'm just chopping now as we speak. And if any thing that you're cooking gets a little bit ahead of you and you're not quite putting the stuff in when you want to, just take it off the heat. Doesn't really do any harm. Make sure you're not burning anything. Or just turn it down a little bit if you must. Put some uh, ginger in there. Now you can see that some of the juice is starting to dry up. But that's okay. The onions get nice and soft now. Now it's time to put the meat back in. And maybe turn it down to three from four. And this is where it starts to get really interesting. This is when you put the dry spices in, first of all. And they are amazing. And they're going to give it some lovely colour and some lovely aroma. And we'll do that next. So as it's all cooking together, we're going to add one teaspoon cashmere chili powder which is lovely and red it gives it a nice red color then we're going to do one teaspoon of turmeric which is a very vibrant sort of yellowy orange color and then we're going to do a tablespoon of garam masala which is so new i haven't even opened it yet all of this is available from what i've called before Spice Mountain, that amazing place. And then we're gonna mix all that around. You can hear a kettle boiling in the background. This is all mixing together rather nicely. We're just gonna add a little bit of water. I've just put some garlic pickle in, like a teaspoon and a half of garlic pickle. It's starting to smell really good. I'll just put some beef stock, like a stock pot rather than a stock cube, but you can use that if you wish. All it needs now is the water, and then that will leave it to cook basically for a little while and it's going to be around about 500 centiliters, which is about a pint. If you're still dealing in old money. And there goes the water, and you're just basically covering everything up. The meat, the onions, 
of spices. And the great thing about this dish, like an awful lot of the dishes I make, is you can now just leave it to cook. So if you leave it to cook minimum, I'd say come back and look at it in a little while and turn it down probably, which is what you would want to do. I'm gonna chop up that tomato that I've got and put that in there. You can put tomato in if you want. Some people don't. Bob's your uncle. Join me again next time for another episode of MG's Kitchen. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. And if you want to show me your creations, tweet me at MG's Kitchen.